Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, it feels warm today. Yeah, yeah. I was um, noticing the, the snow quality felt, felt more sticky today, even though it wasn't above freezing, but it was warmer, so... Yeah. You are you are like a a, a a snow judger. Um like oh this is a this, this, this is sticky snow. Uh no. Some good snow. I I wouldn't say I pay too much attention but I just notice in the morning if it's you know there's different kinds of snow and mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little slushy sticky versus like just powdery like it's been the last couple of weeks when it's like super cold and there's no moisture in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like no extra moisture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The uh, theology of snow. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the science of snow. Although, you know, when it gets to this this time of year, it's like, all right, well, there's not, not much going on. So uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's discuss on, snow. You on know? snow and it's, it's different. Uh, yeah. Do, do you have anything that, um, like when it gets to this, like, time of year, like the post-Christmas, like, lull almost? Like, I don't know, is there, is there, anything, is there anything that you, like, like to do during this, hmm. this time period? Uh... Not specifically. I would like to go cross-country skiing, but I I need to re-equip. Uh, my equipment needs a little work or maintenance. Sure. So, but that's something I'm working on because I think my siblings and I are going to do a ski day or something coming up. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I, have, I bought a three-year pass, like a ski pass for the state, Minnesota ski pass mm-hmm. or whatever. Apparently, you can go on all the state trails, and I've used it like, Twice, and this is the third year. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's something that I would like to get into. Yeah, it's fun, but uh, but it's it's just like uh, maybe someday. I'm not like itching like oh, I need to get into it yeah. now. But it's like yeah. I like the idea of it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I um, I like exploring. I like going new places. I get a little tired if it's the same loop all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not out there just to. If it's just a matter of getting out and getting the exercise, I'd probably just walk. But mm-hmm. you can go different places with skis and go a little quicker sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. And Duluth's got a decent a decent amount of trails. Not, I, think I mean, so. not I not think a so. ton, but I've I've not done much here. When I was in college, I used to go up to Hartley. Mm-hmm. Is that the place? Yeah. Um, and and ski around there. I don't know if they had groomed trails or not, but I would go there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, How about yourself? Do you have any winter? Midwinter hobbies or I'm, routines? N- no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm recommitting myself to like reading more. Okay, you know that's kind of that's one of the. Uh, that's a good thing. Things that I want to do. I would say that's uh, that might be something I try to do as well. Just because you're in inside longer, mm-hmm. the nights are longer, so there is sometimes yeah. opportunities for sitting in and reading a book. But I haven't had. Lots of extra time, but I'll sometimes stay up a little bit later reading. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like the last couple of days I've like stayed up reading and uh, just gone to bed late later than I wanted to. Yeah. Um. But but it's like oh, that's good. At least I'm not like just on my phone on like YouTube, which yeah. is like normally where mo- <laughs> like it, it, if I have like extra time. Yeah. That's what I like 
get sucked into. So yeah. I'm like, I was like, I need to replace that with like reading. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit um, yeah, healthier. I, 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 guess. I took a somewhat drastic step. I uh, unplugged the internet from my office over in the rectory just because, yeah, time gets wasted on my computer. When I need my computer, I can work over there. I can like write homilies and stuff. But then I just put it on a zip drive and bring it over here mm-hmm. rather than emailing it to myself or whatever. And, yeah, I find I go to bed earlier and yeah. and, and let, waste less time over there. So I'm sort of trying to figure out ways to make myself waste less time when I'm in the rectory. Like when I'm over in the office, I don't tend to just go on and look up, like you say, YouTube mm-hmm. things or like, oh, I get a, I wonder about this little question. And then it leads you to another thing, another thing. Yeah. So um, I bought an alarm clock. I haven't owned an alarm clock for several years, but okay. I, I bought one so that I can keep my phone like out in the area yeah. so that when I come into the house, it's like, this is, the phone stays out here. It doesn't come into the office or the bedroom. So it uses up my time, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's a really good, like, I did that a couple of years ago, which I don't use it now just because it's like having a roommate changes like things where we're <laughs> like, I don't want to wake them up at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just, but then I was like, oh, there, there's probably like another way around it rather yeah. than like having my phone right next to me. Sure, sure. But, uh, you need like a alarm clock that grabs you by the leg and mm-hmm. pulls you out of bed. Yeah. I used to have like a Fitbit, oh. um, which like you could set an alarm on that, that, was just like a vibration. Okay. Um. So like that was always really nice, but then that broke, huh. and so it's like you know, it's like <laughs> I, I I don't want to buy another one just just for it to wake me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be excessive, but. Anyway, um, tangent. Yeah, tangent over. Um. Uh. But, but yeah, I mean, it really kind of is the post Christmas lull right now. We don't have a ton. Uh going on we have a we have a ton coming up mm-hmm. but not really going on right now it's kind of you know the the same old same old things are happening um the only really like big thing that's happening soon is the the renovation of the saint lawrence yeah. sanctuary yeah. we'll be starting uh like in like two two weeks or yeah, the 24th yeah, so yeah, yeah two weeks from monday mm-hmm. so yeah the, uh this is the demolition portion of it so it's basically taking down the tile Taking down the arch, taking down that little area that is where the Mary statue was, and preparing those for the the wood structures that are going to be placed in there. So basically, it'll entail some sheetrocking, and we we rewiring some of the uh, lighting. So there's, I think there's going to be some internal wiring in the little shrines and over the tabernacle. So just getting those spaces prepared so that in April and May, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be, when those carvings are done and ready to be installed, they can just be brought up and installed versus like, oh, now we have the carving done and we got to get the space ready. So hopefully it'll be two weeks and it should be done, but we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. There's always surprises when you Mm -hmm. have construction, so I'm, I'm ready for there to be a surprise, but So well, because of that, masses will be moved. I, I neglected to say that. So yeah, yeah. The, the church at St. Lawrence will be closed during the week. We will not be using it for masses and other things. In the evenings, yes, but in the during the day, no, so that the workmen can do their work and not be interrupted by mm-hmm. us. So 
Yeah, um, so that's no adoration. No adoration. No, no daily masses. No daily masses at St. Lawrence. They will be transferred down to Holy Family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have at least a week, probably two weeks, where that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be kind of, it'll be weird to see it Yeah. changed, you know? Yeah. It, and then it'll you know, be like, probably, probably like get used to that, and then it'll and change, again. change again. So, yeah. But yeah, excited for what it's going to look like at the end. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little steps. Um, so, so yeah, today we are going to be doing uh, a prayer episode. Uh, we haven't done one for a couple weeks, so, uh, thought we'll, we'll do one today. Um, so we're, we're going to be doing the, uh, some Ignatian meditation. And this is, uh, this is coming from a, a book that we, we've used before, but it's, um, it's from Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, which, you know, we probably said his name a bunch when yeah. we're doing these prayer episodes, but he's, you know, he's kind of, he's one of the, the, the go-to guys for yeah. learning different, like, prayer methods and just, mm-hmm. like, the, he's written a ton of books and is very, uh, very helpful for this kind of stuff. Yeah. The discernment of spirits is one we've talked about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I'm looking in the library here as we're doing our episode, and it looks like it's actually here, here on the shelf, which I don't think it's been there for quite some time. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for the... Uh, Discernment of Spirits is on the library shelf. I don't know how many people come in the library. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day, but maybe there's more people than I realize. But yeah, I don't see that many people in here getting books. So yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I usually come in here and just like we'll browse and yeah, there there's a lot of good stuff. There there are a lot of good books. It's just I don't see people taking them out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so um, so yeah, we're gonna do um a meditation with. Uh, Matthew chapter 8 verses uh, 23 through 27 Um, so this is uh, when Jesus calms the storm uh, at the sea so so yeah what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to pray through this uh, the first time and then we'll just kind of sit on on it for a little bit and then I'll read through the second time uh, and then Father Eli will lead us through the the meditation, and um, so and so the meditation that he's doing is like just from the book. He might you know add a little bit here or there, but for the most part, just he's kind of just using the, the template. So, um, so yeah, if you like this, if this is something you're like that works for you, um, yeah, you should definitely like look into it. So, so the book that we're actually using is called um, an yeah. Ignatian Introduction to Prayer. Yeah. So. Uh, an Ignatian Introduction to Prayer by Father Timothy Gallagher. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts before we get started? Or yeah, yeah. all right, okay. Well, yeah, we're, we'll, we will, um, yeah, just get get started with that then. So, uh, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is Matthew uh, chapter eight, verses twenty three through twenty seven. He got into a boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm came came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by waves. But he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. 
The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, whom even the wind and the sea obey? Okay, now we'll just take like a, a minute or two and just kind of think about what, what stood out. Um, yeah, if there's like a word or an idea or anything that stood out to you. He got into a boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm came up on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. They came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. He said to them, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men were amazed and said, What sort of man is this, who even the winds and the sea obey? Okay, let's do a little meditation here. So, uh, I am there by the lakeside as Jesus gets into the boat and his disciples followed him. This is my heart's desire also, to follow the Lord, to be with him, not to let fear hold me back. I am with them in the boat as we set out. All is peaceful. I watch as, wearied by his day of service to so many, Jesus, a man like us in all things but sin, falls asleep in the stern of the fisherman's boat. And now with the disciples, I become aware that the wind is rising, the waves increasing. I watch these fishermen, their words, their faces, tell me beyond a doubt that now we are in serious danger. I feel the power of the wind. I hear the crashing of the waves. I see the water pour into the boat. And I am reminded of the storms in my own life, in the past, now, Suddenly everything seems out of control, headed toward darkness, ready to give way. And I've felt, perhaps I feel now, fear rise in my heart. All human means are exhausted and the fear remains. What are those things that we think about in our own lives that are these 
storms or these waves. Where have we followed the Lord and found that it has led us to a place of unrest or fear or a storm? Do we find ourselves saying, Lord, why did you bring me here? Why did you leave me here? Why did you allow this to happen? I followed you, I trusted you, and this is what I receive in return. I never feel that way. And Jesus sleeps. I see them draw near to Jesus as the boat rolls and pitches tossed by the storm. And with them I too cry out, Lord, save us, we are perishing. I know this prayer, born of a heart filled with fear. He awakens and before he intervenes, says to them, to me, Why are you terrified, O you of little faith? I hear Jesus ask this question of me personally. Why are you afraid? And slowly, from my heart, I answer. I tell the Lord of the storms in my life, of the storms in my heart, of the fears that burden me. Maybe we can take some time and share with the Lord our hearts. I don't think he's disappointed if we are fearful. I don't think he's angry with us. But he wants us to grow in trust. He wants us to grow in belief in him that he will care for us. That we have nothing to be afraid of. How can we continue to grow in trust so that our fears do not drive our actions, but that our faith in God does. I hear his invitation to have faith in him, to trust. Now they and I with them watch Jesus stand with a word, order the wind and the sea to be calm. With amazement, we hear the wind die. We watch the sea grow calm. We know that all danger is past. Now I am alone with Jesus. I speak to him of the power I have witnessed in him, of the ease with which he can calm the storms in my life, in my heart. I too marvel at the power in him. I speak to him from my heart. Have we had that experience of the Lord calming a storm? Where is the Lord inviting us to trust him? Where is he inviting us to follow him? That maybe we are fearful that there will be storms if we follow him down that path. The Lord will not ask us to do anything we cannot do. He will not ask us to go in a place by ourselves. He will go with, there with us. We only have to trust him, to believe in him, to have faith in him, and all will be well. That's the meditation from the, the book, Helpful. So I don't know where you find yourself. Um, we all have the storms, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I think about what could be my storms.
I guess maybe just the state of the world with everything going on, all the COVID, COVID stuff, mm-hmm. all the political stuff that goes with that, the division in our country, even in our church, just all that stuff can really get all worked up about it. Yeah. And start to fear, what about this? And what if that happens? And uh, in some sense, the media, whether you're left-leaning or right-leaning, they, they kind of feed on the fear and try to make us act out of fear and be angry out of fear. And it's like, well, that's not really the Christian way to live. So Jesus invites us not to be fearful, but to trust, to have faith and something I've had to keep wrestling with the last few years, I guess, as we go through this time and all these events to just say, okay, the, the world is going crazy, but I don't have to go crazy. I don't have to live in fear. Yeah. I'd say for me, that's, that's a storm that I keep facing. And I would say there's days when I face it with trust and confidence in God. And there's other days when I kind of, get a little fearful and start to say, Lord, save us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're yeah. perishing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like agree with you to the religious, it's like stuff going on in the world and, and in the church, you know, mm-hmm. um, as we know, the church isn't, isn't perfect. And, um, and even just the stuff that's going on, um, like here in our local, like diocese mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, with our priests being yeah, yeah. taken out of active ministry and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, just with um, the the number of priests, um, for a number of reasons, who are uh, not um, not serving like actively, and it's just like it's like up oh, there goes in the, like like uh, it it makes it like harder to 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 hope and mm-hmm. to like trust. You know, it's like the waves kind of keep getting a little a little, little bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like with with all that stuff it's just like uh it makes it um it makes it hard to like trust and to have faith um yeah when you feel like your foundations are being shaken it's it's easy to uh to begin to question the lord and say why why are you allowing this you know uh you can say well I thought things were looking pretty good there for a while mm-hmm. and and now we are where we are and gosh like I where are you lord in all of this so it's it's easy uh to to get to that place where we start to question and it's I think of like the serpent in the garden and how he kind of connived and was kept talking to Eve and kind of saying, well, it wasn't like a direct attack. I mean, it sort of was, but it wasn't. It was indirect. Like, well, you know, how about this? You won't, you won't die. You'll just, God's afraid you'll be like him. And so there's all these ways in which the, Satan tries to shake our foundation and keep us from having faith in, in our Father, God our Father, and to trust him. Um, if we just had that sort of solid faith that just said, I am not going to be shaken by these little waves. I'm not going to be shaken by these big waves or anything. Like, I'm going to stay with the Lord no matter what. 
like how much more peaceful would I be? But oftentimes I, I fall to those little temptations to kind of start to try to second guess God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something that stood out to me, uh, just here, um, was that, uh, like in the scripture at, um, at verse 25, uh, like, whoa, when they say like, they came and woke him up saying like, Lord, save us. Um, but then when he did, they're like surprised. They like, they were amazed. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like they said, what sort of man is this? <laughs> and, um, it just kind of, I don't know, that part stuck out to me because it's like, that's what you like. That's what you asked for. You you asked him to do that, and 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 you know maybe they didn't totally. I mean, I don't think they did totally get it, um, like who he was, even though they, you know, and because like back then saying Lord didn't necessarily like mean like, yeah. I guess the way that we think about it now, right? Yeah, we think um, Lord is like God, but there was a time when it was just like a person of esteem or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just like interesting, just being like, he's already like healed a bunch of bunch of people, and like, and yeah, maybe they didn't totally get it, but but then that just made me think like, oh well, like I don't totally get it either, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. How many times have I received the Eucharist? How many times have I received healing in my life? How many times have I received different graces, and and yet I still don't totally trust God. I still mm-hmm. don't always follow Him into the storm with perfect confidence. Yeah, and uh, and I, I like kind of what you said too, that like during the meditation that like, he's not necessarily like mad that, or like, yeah. I mean, he like, it's in here, like it says like, he, he like kind of. He says, oh, you have little faith. Yeah, yeah, and in, in, at least the, the way that I take that is that he's like kind of angry. He's like, "Hey, you woke me up from my nap. Like, everything's fine." Yeah. But, yeah. um, I think he just wants them to also just kind of acknowledge, like, yeah, because sometimes we just respond to the surroundings around us and we don't think it through. We don't ponder like what what we should be doing. We just kind of do. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Lord is inviting them to say. To take a step back and say, "Oh, I, why do I lack trust here? What do, what do I expect to happen? You know, yeah. Um, it's the same for us when we find ourselves in a difficult situation. Naturally, we oftentimes try to find another solution. We'll grasp just about anything other than God and try to solve it ourselves, rather than just say." Okay, I'm going to ride the storm out with the Lord and trust that he's going to bring me through. Instead, we often try to say, well, is there any lifeboats here that I can get on and mm-hmm. abandon ship? <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, and... It's... Uh, I think there's there might be something to it also, just to, like ask ourselves the question like why am i like afraid mm-hmm. <laughs> or like w- like what am i afraid of mm-hmm. you know maybe that's the that's the um 
the key just like for me too, just like actually like, because sometimes when you're actually like processed through that and uh, you're like, oh, I'm not actually really afraid of anything or, or maybe what I am afraid of, it's like, oh, I, actually that's not that important. Yeah. Um, or it's a future possibility, but not a, yeah. not a reality yet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, there's so many things that we're, I think as a human race that we're like afraid of that aren't even like realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, uh, and then there's also just the fact that like so many things aren't in our control. So we have to like, to a certain extent, be able to like let that stuff go. Like whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, uh, I think that's been like an aspect of, uh, human nature and I think we see it a lot right now especially like on social media it's like everyone is like has something to say about everything mm-hmm. and it's like you know I actually don't um, I can't change anything about what's going on in the world so um, and even just like saying that it makes me think of the uh, the GK Chesterton quote yeah. where he was asked like to write an article about like what's wrong with the world and he just sent back um, I am <laughs> uh, and so like I mean, we're getting, I'm getting on a little bit of a tangent, I think, now. But, um, but just thinking about, like, when we, when the storms come in the world and be like, actually, is this something that I can even, like, control by doing something? And most of the times, it's probably no. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe I can do something by actually just changing myself, mm-hmm. you know? By, like, like, I can control my response yeah, in the yeah. face of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can trust more. Or, or maybe it's like an actual action that we can do, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes it's not like, all right, I just have to trust. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is, I guess, an action. But, um, but yeah, especially with, you know, especially, you know, with everything just going on with COVID and like the numbers going up and like all this stuff. And, um, even, even like, what two years into it almost three years into it i don't even i don't even know like like it's like it's definitely someone's like all right you know what i just need to like like what can i control and uh uh and like that's really all we can do you know yeah. we can't control other people yeah yeah um can't control other people probably can't make it like impossible for me to to get the illness or or to be affected by its hold on our society right now, you just kind of accept like, okay, there's things outside of my control that I have to just be okay with and trust mm-hmm. that God is going to, he's going to do something with it all, you know? And that's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it kind of makes me, to, it makes me think a little bit too, like when the disciples like woke Jesus up and was like, Hey, were perishing like what what did they expect him to do because standing up and calming the storm wasn't it obviously um <laughs> so it's kind of like well what do we expect god to do yeah and it's like it's probably not the way he's gonna do it you yeah. know right it's probably true it's a good like good he's, insight. he's not just gonna snap his fingers and like you know COVID disappears yeah or um or just stuff within the church or yeah. the political climate like he's not yeah. just gonna like fix it i mean I guess he did kind of there. He kind of snapped his fingers and it stopped, but yeah. like that's probably a bad, a bad. Well, he allowed them to uh, experience the, the thought that they were all going to drown. Yeah, you know, he allowed them to go that far into the experience where it's like this is this is really critical, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he's allowed in our world right now, like he's allowing us to put our faith in all kinds of things 
other than him. You know, he's given everybody an opportunity to say, what do I really trust in? Do I trust in God or do I trust in myself or society or the government or uh, humanity? What do I put my trust in to save me? And what does that look like? Does is, is saving myself mean that I, uh, you know, pull back from everybody? And, you know, I don't know. There's lots of ways people are approaching the, the whole thing of how to live right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a valid question to ask. Is my life, the way I'm living my life, show that I trust in God and believe in God? Or does it show that I trust in myself or something else other than God? And sometimes I think it's a hard thing for us to, to answer. How do I how do I deal with that? You know, we're all tested and this is certainly a way that we're being tested. But there's things in our personal lives too that are just like that, you know, where maybe finances are tight or maybe maybe I'm dealing with an illness, cancer or something like that. Maybe I'm dealing with a loved one who's making poor choices and I can't control these things, right? I, it's kind of like, what do I, what am, what am, what do I look for peace? How do I, how I, do I search out peace in my life so that I'm not constantly just worrying and sitting there going, oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at yeah. all these big waves, and I can't function and I can't live in a in a way that's ordered because I'm so caught up in the fear. So. God doesn't want us to live out of fear. He doesn't want us to, to act out of fear. But it's hard not to sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a transformative thing when, when somebody can move from living in fear to living in confidence and trust and faith. Um, and it's not just a show, right? It's not just a, what do you want to say? It's not a, just kind of a false confidence in like, oh, everything's going to be just fine. Like, Mm -hmm. well, who knows? God might allow us to perish or he might allow us to to go through some really hard things. But in some way, there's there's something good in there for us. Yeah, and it's not just like apathy either. Mm -hmm. Because that like, that's something that I struggle with. It's like, you know what? I just don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've just decided to not care. Um, which for some things isn't that big of a deal, you know. I think there's some things where that's good, but there's other things where like, oh, that's actually that's actually not a good thing. Like, I need sure. to I need to care. Not that I need to like, you know, be worried about it, mm-hmm. but I need to care. Mm-hmm. Accept that as so, part of like. There's like the balance there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, definitely. So, uh, yeah, and I think maybe. One of the silver linings of all of the unrest that we're seeing in our world right now is it's giving us this opportunity to care, but also to trust, mm-hmm. you know, to acknowledge, yes, COVID is real. People are dying. Things are happening. And at the same time, in the midst of all that, I can trust, but I don't have to let it control my life. You know, what does that look like? How do I balance those mm-hmm. things? Um, it's not not always easy for people for us to wrestle with that you know when we get in the boat with Jesus it means we stay with him and sometimes the temptation is 
I don't want to be in the boat anymore. Let me off. I'm getting off at the next port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any, any other thoughts before we, we close up? Um, maybe just to encourage people, spend this, take a couple minutes and map out in your own life what are what are your major storms? Maybe there isn't any, but if, if there is, what are those things? And maybe just pray about that. Just take a couple minutes and pray about that and say, Lord, I, I give these to you. I don't know. I don't know how to trust you. Maybe I'm having a hard time trusting, or maybe I'm having a difficult time surrendering to this. But take this opportunity to to speak to the Lord as the meditation kind of led us into speak to the Lord about our storms and to ask for help. You know, it's okay to ask for help, just like the apostles did. They asked out of fear, yes, but the Lord was there, and He will be there for us too. Um, sometimes we have to have the experience of failing and not trusting and, and not believing and not um, having that calm in the face of things before we, we do. And we the next time maybe we can, as we see that God is with us and he didn't, he didn't allow us to just fall on our face. So, so that'd be my encouragement. Take some time and really try to map out those things in your life and then ask the Lord to be with you in them. Great. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Father. And uh, thank you everyone for... Uh yeah being with us uh today um we hope you have a great rest of your day and we will uh, catch you next time